G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, hello and welcome to this week's uh, Momentum. Tim and Dez with you once again all around Australia. Really, really appreciate you tuning in. MomentumAustralia.org, by the way, is uh, the website. So if you want to check out a bit more in uh, at the end of the show, let's just say that. But stay tuned right now because uh, we've got uh, something that you've probably heard about but may not necessarily understand, let alone recognize that it might exist in your life. Today we're talking about toxic masculinity. What is it? How do I recognize it? And if so, if I've got it in my life, what do I do about it? Des, it's good to have you here, my friend. And it's great to be on the show again. It's a, it's a really interesting topic and I'm looking forward to getting into it. So it's so great to be back and it's so great to have one of our guests from earlier this year back with us again. You know, he's he currently works as an investigator and health and safety consultant at DFES. I'm not sure what that stands for. and But anyway, it's from Western Australia. He's also an associate pastor and he's pastored four churches and been a pastoral supervisor. He's been a school chaplain. He's counsellor, a couples counsellor. He works through a 12-step program with individuals and groups struggling with sex addiction and helping people deal with trauma in their lives. And today, he's going to help us to understand toxic masculinity. It's our great pleasure to welcome back to Momentum, Pastor Steve Wickham. Welcome, Steve. Thanks so much, Des and Tim. Wonderful to be back. It's good to have you back, man. And uh, Des, just yeah. just FYI, DFES is the Department of Fire and Emergency Services here in WA. And, Fantastic. Uh, Interestingly enough, I mean, they may creep into the conversation because, uh, you know, there's there's cultures within uh, any organization that we work in. And, uh, you know, you guys deal with some pretty intense stuff and we'll, we'll get to that in just a moment. But look, let's get straight into it, Steve, if we may. Because guys listening right now, they've probably got, I, I've heard of the phrase toxic masculinity. Some may have done some research into it and gone, well, yeah, I, I, I know a bit about it. But let, let's get straight into it and say, what exactly is toxic masculinity? How do we describe it? Well, def- defining it is probably the, the area to start in. The Journal of uh, School of Psychology uh, defines it as the constellation of socially regressive masculine traits that serve to foster domination, the devaluation of women, homophobia, and wanton violence, which doesn't sound very good, does it? <laughs> you think, it's, Steve, that's a, a definition of the extreme of it as opposed to how it would affect most people Every day, because if you went to guys who behaved in a way that is would be described as the toxic masculinity, they wouldn't say they do that. They'd probably say they're not homophobic. I'm not into wanton violence. But but the traits that underpin what that is are the things we really need to talk about. Yeah, definitely. And that's a really polarizing kind of definition, isn't it? But it's you know I think it's sometimes misused, but it's also sometimes not called out either. Mm. Let me go back then because we're all old enough in this room to remember a time before toxic masculinity seemed to be around, right? It it seems to have only become vogue in the last sort of five to ten years Mm -hmm. and particularly in the last couple of years, I think we've we've really heard this phrase toxic masculinity kind of being thrown around. So, Mm -hmm. 
Can we go back to where we think it originated and why? Was yeah. there a time way back when that, that something perhaps yeah. came about and went, oh, this is actually toxic and it's regarding men? Like, where did it stem from? It does emanate from probably the 80s and 90s. And I guess as society is sort of chucked out from a Christian viewpoint, uh, Christendom, uh, a lot of uh, models of life in the society uh, kind of thrown out um, and... 80s and 90s, there's a, a new men's movement come out uh, called the Mythopoetic uh, Men's Movement. And one of the guys behind that, uh, Rob, Robert Bly, has a sociologist, which I've, uh, I've read, uh, read quite a bit of his work. And uh, interesting how it kind of it tries to identify for men where, the, where they can get in touch with their, their real their their realness, their, their manliness, mm. but in a good way. And I think it's as a response to this whole issue of there's been a challenge to what is it to be a man? How many how many men have grown up without men in their lives? Uh, some of these aspects of not uh, having been through a, like rites of initiation, which you would have uh, had, or rites of passage and that sort of thing, mm. which we would have had many, many years ago. One of the one of the um, roots of, of this is the industrial revolution and the urbanisation of society. Uh, some of the, the the changes that have happened that have actually impacted men probably very very dramatically. Um, and you could argue that we have some space to recover in that. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because the traits themselves, uh, and we'll go through them shortly. The traits themselves aren't necessarily a bad thing. It is about the overemphasis on those traits that are that are toxic right so if you take things like aggression a, a level amount of aggression is okay but an over aggression is obviously toxic masculinity and and you go down through the list of them and you see that that you know they could they're so disruptive in society do you think steve that because of the way that society has gone let's say since the late 80s and 90s that society's almost kind of contributed to some men having to be a certain way, and it's kind of created in some ways this monster of toxic masculinity. Yeah, I think in many ways, and you see this in social media a lot, this divided kind of world, this polarised world, people at the extremes, uh, extreme feminism, extreme sort of toxic masculinity, and it's hard to find our way to the, to the middle point of being there for each other from a Christian viewpoint brothers and sisters and and actually being respectful with one another and so i think there's a a, a a place for a man being true to his emotions but also not losing that masculine side of of the best part of being a man mm. okay all right well des you mentioned before about let, going through the traits so maybe this is yeah. a good part to to go through what you were talking about before steve and, and how it actually plays out and yeah. was the first one aggression? Well, um, it talks about uh, being, a, you know, this deep masculine, about men no longer being uh, comrades and uh, men spending more time in their houses and feminism bring, bringing uh, attention to the, to the feminine voice, uh, the separation of men from their fathers and uh, a place where men were suffering emotional damage uh, due to uh, feminist accusations about sexism. And the last one was uh, men being discouraged from from expressing their emotions, and mm. I think that's the key one. This last one has a lot of lot of merit, I think, in uh, men not being able to access their emotions and being told, you know, toughen up, princess, and then uh, take a, you know take a um, 
you know, talk being coiled of a girl's blouse and those sorts of things, which are denigrating towards women in any way. Mm. Um, so we've we've lost what uh, the identity of being male is. I think mm. we need to recover that. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's about balance, isn't it? As well. I mean, it's. Uh, and you're absolutely right, Steve. I totally agree that you know men need to find that balance in everything, in every part of their their being. And, and and just going through the list of things that if we can do that, I mean, first one was aggression. We talked a little bit about that, and the second one was you know sexual aggression or sexual control, and you know a lot of a lot of the pornography, a lot of the movies that you see uh, exemplify exemplify those as well. And so um, it's it's very hard for guys to identify those things and you know and deal with them, I guess, in a balanced way. I mean, next one is showing no emotion, and you see that, don't you? I mean, uh, we, you know, one of the things we talked about off air was um, about you know the guys who go are in the army or in the armed forces, special forces, uh, and those guys are are taught to be aggressive. They're taught to be and um, show no emotion to suppress their feelings, and they have to do that because of their job. But in the real world, our world, you know, that's not acceptable. That's one of the hardest things because as these men are trained um, to be soldiers uh, or to be uh, that military kind of role, you've got to be conditioned to do that. Mm. And then what happens when you come back into society? You kind of need to un- undo that somehow. Mm. And But some of that becomes – it does become part of your conditioning. So you can see how yeah. – how it, it's it's unfair. It's 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 unfair at the basic most basic levels, and we need to do more work in trying to help men transition and and capitalise on the strengths they've got, but also deal with what what comes with that. I mean, the heart of yeah. momentum, and you know, Des, you, you and I mentioned this a lot on the show, is that we encourage men to get connected. And part of it is accountability. Part of it is to have people speaking into your life that can speak into your blind spots. And so I want to just speak into that right now. So for the men listening, because the challenge is when we're on our own or we're around people who don't hold us to account for certain things, whatever our norm is, we think is okay, Mm -hmm. right? It's only when someone challenges that that I might say, look, I think this, you know, when you overreacted there or when you do that, do you actually realize that that might be, and again, that's hard for us to accept. But then what I, I suppose what I'm, what I'm trying to get out of you is for men listening who don't really know, mm-hmm. I mean, they think they're okay yep. and we all do until yep. we get challenged or we have a different option put to us. So for men listening, how can they get a gauge, I suppose, of, hey, what are my healthy spots and where might I need to look at in case I'm wandering over into these toxic traits? Well, it takes courage to seek feedback and it also takes courage to give feedback. I mean, you know, it could be a threat to the friendship to be, I just want to be honest about this, but but it it says a lot about a a relationship where you can actually talk and speak the truth in love. Well, you've got a permission to do that. And it's actually good to test our relationships that we can do that because we we were not deep, deep in our connection until we can actually do that speak that truth in love and it doesn't need to be a war and peace it could be literally the right moment something said in a few seconds and give the person some time to reflect give them a day or two to reflect on it because a lot of the time we we process feedback it's it's hard when we oh gee Mm. that was actually quite hard to hear Mm. um so but it is a genuinely a loving thing for, for for us to just identify something that in somebody else's life um is harming them or their relationships or both. Mm. 
Well, you mentioned the key word there, and we're going to take a short break and come back and talk about this because I want to talk about how toxic masculinity plays up in a romantic relationship. We've talked about friendship here and how we can do that, but what it looks like in a romantic relationship and how can we do something about that, that is on the other side of the break. We've opened up a huge can of worms in uh, this week's Momentum, but it's a great conversation and we'd love you to stick around for the second part of it with uh, our guest Steve Wickham. Toxic masculinity right here on Momentum all around Australia. In the break, check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. We'll be back real soon. This is Momentum a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Well, welcome back to this week's show all around Australia. It is Momentum. Tim and Des with you. And our special guest this week is Pastor Steve Wickham. We are talking about toxic masculinity. And we've explored a little bit about what it looks like in the first part of the show. Steve, let's then explore what it looks like in relationships, and particularly romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. How can toxic masculinity show up in romantic relationships with our wives, partners, etc.? What does it look like? Well, once the shine wears off a relationship, once we're out of the romantic uh, phase of, of things, the first six or 12 months, uh, some of those red flags can show up in abuse. And, um, you know, you can be almost un- you know, un- unable to be lived with. You know, it's something mm. that uh, really comes out in our most intimate relationships. So when you say abuse, mm-hmm. uh, because, again, we, we, we see that as an extreme. Yep. And yet sometimes it's not necessarily extreme. Definitely. And of course, there's verbal abuse, there's physical abuse, yep. there's there's different types of abuse. Yep. So it, it, it's define abuse then when you're talking about this. Well, it's a very variegated term. So we commonly think of abuse as being physical or sexual or something really overt, but it can be verbal, it can be emotional, uh, financial is a big uh, abuse these days, um, or really any kind of abuse, spiritual abuse as well, uh, anything that has has a controlling factor, yeah. coercive control. And that other person, it is inherently traumatising to, to live with or be in a relationship with someone who is engaging in particularly these covert abuses. There are no bruises on your body, but there are bruises that are going on within your, bo- within, within your body. Define then the difference between abuse and perhaps having healthy boundaries as to what you will and won't put up with or the way that you like certain things or whatever because some of us you know we can be quite finicky in particular and 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 that could be perhaps described as abuse but Mm -hmm. they may not necessarily see it that way as in like well it's just i like these certain things or do you understand what i'm trying to get at yeah definitely and i think we've all got our idiosyncrasies and some of the some of being in a relationship is accepting some of those, so long as they're not damaging and harmful. I like to encourage couples, you know, uh, in in relationships uh, in the early going, to try out the word no and to try out boundaries early on and see what the response mm-hmm. is. Because one, it's about conditioning the relationship that you know I do have boundaries and you can't have your way in every single. Everybody needs to have that, every individual Mm. in the relationship. Um, But you also need to be able to get a flag for, okay, I said no and he didn't accept that very well. Or, you know, she didn't, it it 
So if there's any sense that your no is not acceptable, uh, that's that's an orange flag going into red, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and control is, verbal control is an interesting one and verbal abuse because it's never done, well, rarely done in front of other people. It's always done, you know, in the home, maybe in front of kids, and that's really unhealthy. But if you saw a couple, you wouldn't even know that they had that, that sort of issue going on in their world because they present as a loving couple that care for each other and so forth. But when they are in private, yeah, that whole domination thing, control thing comes out and it's, and it's absolutely toxic. Let's end on a positive note because <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about toxic masculinity, right? So as men, how do we develop a healthy masculinity what does that even look like in 2022 because let's be honest a lot of us haven't had a good example of what a good healthy male actually looks like Mm -hmm. and so the reality is where some of us are trying to figure this stuff out and we're doing quite well in some areas but we're missing it in others we might be straying into toxic masculinity at times we've got this so so how do we discover a healthy sense of masculinity i'd go against the contemporary and go right back to the Bible, to the Apostle Paul, and uh, the way he talks about strength in weakness, Second Corinthians twelve. You know, you 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 have a look at and have a look at the whole of Second Corinthians. There is an it's a, it's amazing how much strength comes in being honest about our weakness. That is the essence about authentic Christianity. And you know what? As men, when we can show that, that is that is gold class strength, um, and it's it's just. That's what the world. That's as a world, we need that. We need that strength. And and strength is a misused word. I mean, strength is strength as a person. It's about character. It's about openness. It's about having the strength to be held accountable, to talk about the tough subjects in our life. That's what strength is. It's not being aggressive. It's not being the the macho man. It is about being open and honest of where you are in your life and doing something about it. And, and one final thing I would say there, Des, and I, I, say, I hear it in your voice, actually. What we, we as men, we need more men in our lives who have got uh, soft and gentle voices, but it's, it's not, not based out of fear. It's actually based out of that strength you've just been talking about. We all need to feel safe yeah. um, in that. Yeah. The reality is also yeah. is that when we've got a healthy sense of identity yep. and we've done some yeah. work on ourselves, we don't need to stray into these other areas, right? Um, when we can fully accept ourselves, the good and the bad, and yeah. go, I can see these good things I've got, but I also see this other stuff, and yeah. I'm working on it because yeah. it's a process. But when yeah. I can hold that space and go, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the upward trend. It, I'm, yeah. I'm doing all right. I don't necessarily need to then yeah. be aggressive, be violent, try and prove something about myself yeah. because yeah. I've accepted myself. Yeah. It's a massive conversation and a massive topic. Uh, toxic masculinity has been our uh, our uh, topic today with uh, our special guest pastor steve wickham and look hopefully you've got something out of the last half hour i know i did and des i'm sure you have too yeah. um yeah, encourage sure. you to re-listen to this when it goes up on the website momentumaustralia.org you can re-listen to it again or of course uh, if you put uh, momentum australia into your uh, preferred podcast listening area then you can uh, you can re-listen to this too steve just want to say a massive thank you for your input over the last yeah. 30 minutes that's been a great conversation 
and hopefully will help a lot of guys listening. So yeah. thanks. thanks. Thanks, my Steve. friend. Thanks, Tiz. Well, that is it for this week's show. Really appreciate you tuning in wherever you are around Australia. MomentumAustralia.org is our website. And Momentum does literally go nationwide, impacting thousands of men each week through this radio ministry and podcast ministry. And look, if you'd like to keep us on the air and support us, uh, a donation would be much appreciated. Remember, you're not just contributing towards keeping a show on the air. What you're really doing is impacting men's lives through this radio show. And any contribution is gratefully received from Des and I, MomentumAustralia.org, if you'd like to contribute to that. Again, check out the website for further details about Momentum, what we do, why we do it. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes of the show as well, you can do that at MomentumAustralia.org. My thanks to our special guest, Steve Wickham, and of course, Des. And we will look forward to catching you next week on Momentum. Until then, you take care. God bless. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.